Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, ooh. ooh what ooh. up, what up, what up? I'm in that mood today. Welcome, Happy Friday! Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils live show presented by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook. It still is to this day. The America's top-rated sportsbook. Download and sign up using code PHNX. Get $150 in free bets when you place just one or more dollar on any football game this week. I am joined, as always, by Brittany Boyer. Brittany, how are we feeling on this fine Friday? I survived this week. That's always a Which plus. is an accomplishment in itself, in my opinion, for me. You know, it was a bit of a rough week. Yeah. You know, it's good I to be back like in studio. It is, it is. But I feel like, you know, when you go on vacation and you come back from somewhere, it's always a bit of a rough week mm-hmm. getting back on track. And yeah. And here we go. Ooh. A nice segue from from uh, White Claw to Craig Morgan. White Claw uh, the, ASMR. Two, the two go hand in hand. Craig, how are we doing today? Huh? Good to see you again. It's been a long, yeah, it's been so long, Shane, since we got together. Yeah. At least, what, like six hours? Yeah, it's been, I, I, I miss every moment uh, from, from earlier to now. I missed out on all the fun earlier today, yeah. it sounds like. Craig was flapping his wings like a butterfly. It was getting, it was getting pretty intense. In <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was all an right. unusual part of the day, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that, that sounded heartfelt when you said you've missed me for the last six hours. So <laughs> It was real. It was real. The, we're, we're, what we do on the Sun Devils podcast is we're very vulnerable. We, we expose ourselves to we our emotions. We let our walls down. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's a nice atmosphere in here. I feel like it's a safe space. It's very lovely. Especially with Lee behind the mic. Sometimes. We can do our clearings. <laughs> right. Man, Lululemon has to become a sponsor of this show at some point because we reference them so many times. It's ridiculous. Or maybe just like a, a, a I mean, I would help. love to rock some Lululemon stuff. I mean, I don't really need it. My ass already looks great no matter what. <laughs> but I'll take some free stuff. All right. Welcome, Craig Morgan. How you doing? Are we, are we ready to talk some hockey? Are we ready to get into it? Yeah, I've been doing it all day. I just got back from practice to the Coyotes as well. Let's let's flip back to uh, the Sun Devils, I guess, who are opening their season tomorrow at Oceanside at 7.05 against UMass Lowell. The, one question. Um, do you ever stop? <sighs> um, no. <laughs> I was going to lie to you, but yeah, I mean, it, it's... You know, in in theory, there is an offseason for the NHL, but with the Coyotes, there's never an offseason because... They're arguably busier in the offseason than they are during the regular season. So it's all right, though. Listen, I'm, I'm covering hockey for a living. It's not something to complain about. Definitely. Um, well, the first thing I want to know about this AC team, what you think, well, every team has that kind of identity um, to them, um, especially in hockey. It feels like it's even more um, prominent. What, what, what would you describe this team's identity as? Well, I think it has yet to be determined, but they've got a lot of experience. Obviously, they've got the uh, I, I wrote about the uh, four seniors that came back as grad students this year, but they've also got guys coming in from other programs that opted to use that extra year of eligibility that the NCAA granted to come to ASU. So they've got a lot of experience. I think they're going to be a tough team to play against. I do think they bring a, a physical brand of hockey to the ice, but I'm really curious to see some of these younger guys, how they're going to work them into the lineup. Uh, guys like Josh Doe and Ty Murchison, there, there are plenty of them that we can talk about. But I think the identity, you know, you, you have to wait a few games into a season to see what it's going to be. And you were here in the studio on Wednesday when Greg Powers was in, which is why we decided to have you come on today, you know, in addition to the lead up of the puck dropping on Saturday for them. But um, what what do you really feel like uh, 
you can expect from this team this year because last year we talked they didn't quite have the season that everyone anticipated that they would have and it was a really really rough year for them to spend the entire time on the road with everything with COVID so um, given that we're a little bit past the whole COVID thing now I don't want to say past it because it's still here it's still around but you know the the measures are not as strict right now so what's your long-term outlook for this team this season compared to last I just I, first off, I, I think so many of them are just grateful for the opportunity to play games at home again mm-hmm. to get back into that routine. Last year was such a struggle for this team. I wrote about that insane season-long road trip that they were on, staying in hotels. Their you know their sleep schedules were disrupted. Their practice schedules were disrupted. Uh, the travel schedules were disrupted. It's really hard to get any kind of rhythm going. And they're playing in the Big Ten against, you know, one of the two best conferences in the nation. So mm-hmm. it was a tough season for a lot of them. I think that a lot of them have a chip on their shoulder. They have something to prove. Those seniors that I mentioned, they want to continue their careers. So they know that they have to do something more than they did last season. And, and I'm not saying they didn't do enough. It's It was, again, it was really trying circumstances mm-hmm. that had literally never been done before. So I think more than anything, you're going to see a really hungry team this year. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how things are going to shake out yet, but if I if I had to bet on it, and and we do do some of that on this show, of <laughs> course, um, I, I would say that this team is going to be back in the tournament this year. So you mentioned home. They're back home. Um, home right now is Oceanside. Uh, the, the lovely stay away that is Oceanside Arena. Um, do you, from what you've felt with these players, how excited are they to get this new arena and get the hell out of there? Well, here's the thing, like with, with some of the the players that have been in the program for a long time, they actually like playing at Oceanside because, you know, the crowd's right on top of you. It's a completely different vibe than you're going to find in other division one arenas. It's, it, it, it is a home ice advantage. They have a, I can't remember what Greg power said, but they have a gaudy record over the last several seasons at Oceanside. So they have a lot of success there. I don't think other teams coming in know what to expect in this building. It can be an intimidating atmosphere, even though the, the capacity is not that great. So I think they like playing there, but look, the younger guys and, and recruits, it's so critical to the future of this program that they have that new arena come online you can only do so much when you're playing at what is basically a community arena. You you can't recruit. You pull up to Oceanside and, and look, there's no way that anyone can spin that as a recruiting tool for mm-hmm. this program. When they move into that new state-of-the-art arena, and I have seen the virtual tour of it, Looks sweet. it's going to change the face of this program. It's going to make such a difference. And I was actually down on ASU's campus quite a bit this week, back finally getting uh, into the swing of things and going to practice now that things have settled down here a little bit more. So the construction is coming along really well. I know that they just did um, the topping of something. There was some yep. sort of significant Last event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's coming along nicely. You know, things are really transforming in that area. And um, it's kind of involved in the culture story that I'm talking about in the long form series that I'm writing um, with why ASU will forever be a sleeping giant. And I really do feel like in terms of uh, – getting more of a community feel and getting sort of a culture established, especially with hockey, that the new arena is going to help. And that's something that Greg Powers also talked about. Um, but Craig, being someone who covers hockey and has been all over the country with it, what what do you think is are some of the things that will be brought into the Tempe area with that new arena for hockey? 
Well, I, I, you know, first off, recruits, as we, we mentioned before, it's, it's a great recruiting tool. And I, you know, look, I cover the NHL. I talk to executives and scouts and everybody says the same thing. The only disadvantage that ASU has had has been its arena. It has every other advantage. It is literally the only other warm, warm weather climate uh, division one program in the country. So they have that to sell. You can go to you can go to classes in flip flops and a T-shirt. And that means a lot to Western Canadian boys who are thinking about getting out of the cold for the winter. Mm-hmm. That yeah. alone, a lot of people think is going to be a recruiting advantage for ASU. You know, it's, a, it's, it's just a great place to live. But beyond that, you know, the way that they plan this arena, they want it to be a community asset. There's going to be an additional practice rink for them, but it's also it, it's called a community rink. There's going to be youth hockey playing out of there. They have the ability to, you know, host tournaments, whether it's youth tournaments or USA hockey tournaments. They can do a lot of stuff there. Um, and the venue itself can be a, a smaller concert venue as well. It can mm-hmm. host all sorts of shows and clinics. And it's an, it's going to be an amazing asset for the entire community, as you mentioned. So it, it was a good idea to plan it that way. Look, the, the, the thing that they had to sell here when they were trying to get this program launched and, and credit to Michael Crow and Ray Anderson for taking the leap. You had to prove that this was going to be a profitable venture. And the way to do it with college hockey is to, you know, open it up. You, it, it's not just an arena for ASU hockey and its club programs as well as the varsity program. It's going to be a community asset. So you're renting mm-hmm. ice time. You're having shows there. That's the way to do it. And, and if, they, if they do it right, if they succeed with this, I'll be really curious to see if other Pac-12 schools look at that example and say, hey, this is a profitable venture. Maybe we should jump on board as well. And maybe we'll get to that dream scenario mm-hmm. of Pac-12 hockey conference. So, yeah. C- Craig. Well, can I touch on that real yeah, quick? Because that is it. something that Greg Powers and I did talk about when he was in studio. I asked him, you know, um, with the success ASU hockey has had over the years, because he started off as just a club coach and he took them from where they were at, uh, made them like the club national champions, um, got them to be taken on as a D1 program with the university um, scholarship. And it's it's really just been a huge transformation with what he's been able to do. And so I talked to him and asked if he thought that some of the other Pac-12 schools who have hockey programs might be looking at what Arizona State's been able to do and might implement it and bring on hockey so that they won't have to worry about being on the road like they were all last year doing that Big Ten schedule and having it be so grueling, you know, just everything being such a change. And um, he said in his thought, uh, a lot of teams are in a bit of a wait-and-see mode, and they're looking at what ASU does after they build this new venue. And he thinks that's going to be a really telling sign as to uh, how how well they do in the couple years after that if other teams end up following suit. Yeah, and I, I, I've talked to Greg about that as well. And he knows I've actually been working on that story for a long time. I've talked to a lot of people around the country about the possibility of a Western-based or a Pac-12 conference. And mm-hmm. pretty much everyone agrees with what you just said and what Greg thinks. I, I think Greg has gotten this sense from people around college hockey they're waiting to see what happens with ASU. If ASU proves it can be done, then other teams may or other programs and schools may take the leap. Yeah, but I feel like that's just uh, more of a culture on the West Coast is more of the wait and see type of culture rather yeah. than being the go out and attack it. But so, so speaking of culture, it feels like this has all happened so fast in the past like mm-hmm. five years. Um, what what has it been like for you, so deep and involved into hockey and collegiate hockey? to see the change from a club team to D1 and what it's meant for the people in the program and the players that have seen that change firsthand. 
Yeah, I, I mean, with Greg in particular, I yeah. know he's wanted this for a very long time and he's worked so hard to get it done. And, and even he said it on the show the other day, you know, I asked him if you ever dreamed that it would be this big. And he said, mm-hmm. honestly, no, I, I probably never thought it could get to this point, but he certainly worked at it and he had some huge allies. Of course, you need the supportive administration in order to get anything like this done. But when when I look at what what Division One hockey adds to this community, it's it's just another sort of feather in the valley's cap for the growing hockey community. The Coyotes, of course, started this all when they came here 25 years ago, and you've seen just exponential growth in youth hockey. You know, you you look at USA Hockey numbers, and youth hockey in Arizona is always among the top mm-hmm. states in growth. Granted, we had a smaller number, so it's easier to grow percentage wise, but you can really see it happening. And as we bring more and more arenas online around the Valley, you're going to create even more opportunities. But when you bring a division one school into the mix as well, I mean, it just adds to the entire culture. You can watch, you can watch youth hockey in the Valley. You can watch division one hockey. You can watch pro hockey. We have all options now. And I just think that's going to foster an environment where you have more and more growth, more and more people interested in playing and watching hockey. Definitely. Um, I got one more if you I have one more as well. Mine goes back to um, kind of talking about just uh, how much it means to the community. You know, I talked with Greg Powers. He said that he get he was able to have a little bit of a hand in designing this new arena and how they want the layout to be for certain things. And so really, um, I guess my my question comes from I'm writing this story right now based on Arizona State's culture. And how there's not a lot of stuff for ASU fans to necessarily uh, claim as their own and, you know, traditions that go along with it. I mean, ASU has Pat Tillman. Do you think that the new arena and what it's going to bring to the community and the new types of players that it will attract, that it will help strengthen the overall culture within the Arizona State Sun Devils fan base? I think they have to win, first of all, and that's, yeah. that's been a, a problem with other programs consistently doing it. I mean, you can look at some of the uh, programs that don't get as much attention. They've won more consistently. But when, when, you, when you look at the potential of college hockey, I'm, I'm not saying it's ever going to be as high profile as college football or basketball, but it can be a revenue generator. And if they win, I absolutely think it can be because I've, I've covered a lot of college hockey you know, in my life, which has you know, been dragging on for far too many years. Now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, the atmosphere in college hockey games is just incredible. I've seen it on the East coast. I've seen it in the Midwest. It's good stuff. It, it, and it, it, it's a unique experience. And I think they'll be able to translate a lot of that. I think they'll create a lot of their own traditions in the stands and, and, and whatever the team does. It's, it's going to be a great atmosphere and a great viewing experience for, for uh, fans. Hell Ex- yeah. Existence is pain, isn't it, Craig? That was me on Tuesday. I was debating going up and just jumping off. Um, before we let you go, we talked a lot about ASU hockey, but we didn't talk about Craig Morgan. Um, Craig, what, what what is your take on Oceanside leaving? Is it a little bittersweet or are you excited to get the hell out of there? Are you ready to be done with the rats running around? Um, I, I think it's a little bittersweet for some of the players and I, I think even a little bit for Greg Powers. For me personally, and I hope I don't offend anyone. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to cover any more games. There, you know, I haven't covered a lot. Let's let's be honest. I've I've seen ASU practices. I've been to a few games, but it wasn't a major part of my coverage. Even though I've been writing about the program for a few seasons, but it's not the optimal place. It's yeah. it's not where you want to have college hockey. You want 
you want a big atmosphere, you want a cool experience, and, and that new arena is going to bring it. So, look, Oceanside's great for youth hockey. It's been a part of this community for a very long time, but a Division One program doesn't belong there. Definitely. Well, Craig, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, uh, thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Craig S. Morgan on Twitter. Am I correct? You are correct. Hit well, him with a follow. Hit him with a follow. He's got great stuff on GoPHNX if you want to hear more. Um, the Coyote Show also goes three days a week live here. Um, in the same studio, we're occupying your space. So. Yeah, and our producer, Leah, actually yeah. is on that show, too. So, Craig, appreciate you. Thanks again, and uh, hope you have a good rest of your day. Don't think about uh, existing, being pain too long. Yeah, do something fun, Craig, <laughs> whatever that is. I don't know what you do for fun, but go do it. Uh, yeah, He's like, I, I watch I, hockey. Think about that. All right, All right Craig, Thanks appreciate you. Guys. Later. Yeah. Craig Morgan. The What, what did we call him this morning? Um, something about being a magician. He's just a butterfly. I call him my little hockey gnome. Yeah, oh, my little hockey was. gnome of knowledge. Gnome of knowledge. That's what it was. Yeah, the gnome of knowledge. The butterfly of <laughs> um, of uh, sadness, I guess, today. Um, but yeah, I, I, love, uh, I love hearing their stuff. I produce the Coyote Show. Um, they're fantastic. If you haven't watched that, the kind of uh, relationship between him and Steve Peter. I'm pointing like they're there because that's where they normally are. I'm sitting where Leah Sorry, sits, it's our me producer. Um, but yeah, if you haven't checked out the Coyotes, uh, PHNX Coyote Show, go check it out. I'm available everywhere as well. Um, well, before we get into more Friday fun day, fun day, Friday, Friday fun day. Friday fun day. Um, I just want to tell you guys about um, this whole thing. We're, we're merged up. We're swagged up with DraftKings. Um, we are. And, and I have just had so much fun using this app and I feel selfish if I don't tell you guys about it. So go ahead, download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, I had a fun time watching the Bengals play football last night, which is probably the first time that's been said in this office building. Um, betting makes things more fun and the betting on DraftKings Sportsbook is super easy. It's safe. It's secure. Um, you can withdraw and deposit money whenever you want. It's super fast. Got a sleek green and black design. As you can see, it's the same on the app. It's super easy, super uh, easy on the eyes. Um, so make sure you download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. Get your $150 in free bets when you place just one or more dollar on any football game this week. That's code PHNX21 plus Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1 800 next step. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook. <laughs> For details. So do you remember when ASU had that point shaving scandal? Yeah, they so, yeah. So it would be nice to have some point shaving on our side, but shaving <laughs> points kind of equates to shaving yourself. And shaving yourself is what our new sponsor, Manscaped, can do to you. So Brittany, take it away. It can. And I'm a little bit sad that you just took away my awesome I didn't like your transition. I, I liked mine my was transition. Far mine was so out there and random that it was perfect. But anyways. Have you ever been with a dude whose balls look like one of those dancers in the Thriller music video? Well, luckily, Manscaped is here to save the day and make sure your man is trimmed and smelling fresh with their new refined body wash. Ladies, you're going to love using their signature scent. Do you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? Having two hairy full moons and some nose hairs in your face? When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, get your man to shave his pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade his grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-sized candy bar and get him to join. Actually, I was supposed to be sorry. I, I read that wrong. Go from a bite-sized candy to a king-sized candy bar and get him to join 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. 
All you got to do, go to manscaped.com and put in our code PHNX. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping on whatever you decide to order. But really, go to Manscaped if you have any sort of personal needs like that. They got, Keep your dagger clean. Slay your worst pubes. Use got, that code PHNX. Yeah, they have like mists it, and it, it, it is sprays. It is some fantastic stuff. My care package just arrived today. My care package should be arriving soon. And I love that you got for one. any ladies that are watching besides my mom and Paula, I'm going to try it and let you know how it goes on my not man part. yeah mom turn this off um okay i don't really give a shit let's uh let's get into some um of our updates uh unfortunately soccer suffered lo- a yes. loss last night so soccer suffered a loss 2-1 to usc at home um it was rough you know but they fought till the end they were tied 1-1 it's going a good into USC the half. team too Yeah, and, um, you know, there's still a lot of optimism with this program. They're preparing to take on UCLA on Sunday at 3 o'clock. It's going to be another big game, another tough test for them. UCLA is another really strong soccer program, and, you know, there's going to be a lot for them to kind of prove. Just a lot to look forward to in ASU athletics in general. There's always just so much going on around this time of year. There is. There's also uh, volleyball, who is at number 17 Stanford this afternoon, Um, and then they prepare after today's game. They go to Cal, where they'll face Cal on Sunday. The game starts at noon. Um, that's another thing that's going on this week. In addition, and, must uh, be a brutal road trip. You got to go to Stanford, then Cal, and beautiful beaches. And mm. it's cold there right now. I don't want to be up in Northern California. Oh, Hell no. If I'm going to go to California right now, I want to be in LA. That's fair. That's fair. Well, um, if you want, um, if you want to catch some of those games, you should definitely go out to them. They're always super fun. Um, support the Lady Devils in soccer and volleyball, um, and they, they are a really good time, so, so definitely get out there. Um, is that our last update from our other ASU sports? Almost. Okay. We have one other. Okay. So ASU basketball had a little oh, bit yeah. of a media yeah. open practice day. Um, you know, they didn't have a media day necessarily. I know U of A had one of those going on, but ASU basically just had some media members come out, sit down with the three returning members from last year's squad, in uh, Kamari, Kamani, um, Kamani Lawrence, Kamani, Jade, Jalen House, Jalen Graham. No, Graham. Sorry, I did pull what you did yesterday and said Jalen House. Jalen House <laughs> left and transferred. Jalen Graham. So Kamani, Jalen, and Marcus Bagley all returning. So they came out and spoke a little bit. But also, uh, Coach Hurley came and talked to the media for a little over 20 minutes and talked to us about what to expect from the team. So we have a little update from him along with some clips from, from practice. So here you guys go. Uh, you know, I'm still learning about this group. There are a lot of new guys, so, you know, I'm seeing guys make some plays out there, and, you know, I'm evaluating different combinations, and there's a lot of versatility to the roster, so trying to, as much as I'm coaching and teaching and breaking things down, and now, you know, going four hours to 20 hours a week, you could stop more, and you have more time to teach, and uh, so, you know, focusing on, you know, the details, uh, you know, our, our defensive concepts, and, and working on that to, to get those things in and you know talking a lot about rebounding and and being physical and I just I haven't had the coach effort really which is is really refreshing you know this uh, for this group to see how hard they're playing and competing and uh, you know I can't even say a num- numerous guys just diving on the floor for loose balls and you know we've taken charges and things that we're you know not having to just you know you know constantly remind guys that these things are important they're doing it you know kind of instinctively so um i think that's been a real plus i think you know kamani and 
and Jalen Graham. They they were on the team two years ago, and they, they know what a good team looks like here. And uh, and both of those guys, I think, are really motivated to, to have great years, uh, both individually and then, you know, just getting us back on track and, and, and being a winning program. So it's been good. But I think just even the new guys, you know, we just, you know, we have some freshmen, and, you know, that's always exciting to get that those new guys in with that energy. But you know, having guys like Marion Jackson and DJ Horn that have played college basketball that have been through you know practices like this that have that experience it's uh you know they pick things up very quick so it's uh it's nice to have you know those kind of transfers that you could kind of very push button type guys don't you just don't you just love coach hurley's voice he does have a very i love his little bit of a jersey accent that he still has you know i I love it my family's from there so it's a little bit of home that i get to hear you know it's nice yeah um I'm just a big fan of of what this team is going to look like. We touched on it a little bit yesterday, but with those three returning guys, as Hurley mentioned, um, Graham and uh, uh, what's his name has been on, have been on the team for two years. Um, Graham and Kamani Lawrence. Kamani yeah. Lawrence, thank you. He's been, yeah, Kamani Lawrence coming it's back. It's because basketball hasn't been in the forefront of our minds for like nine yeah, months. Yeah, I know. It takes um, a minute. Yeah, I, I got the I, I've seen the I've gotten the pleasure to watch Kamani kind of change as a player and as a person over the past like five years. He was more of a defensive-minded guy and last year and the year before he had to kind of step up and not only be a leader but also be a scorer and look to shoot first um but he also brings that defensive intensity and now the rebounding won't only be on him um so it's 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 good to have an inside presence as well yeah asu has two bigs this year which they were really uh the guys were talking about how much of a difference that's going to make for them and how excited they are and how they're not really going to have to shift around so much bagley's going to be able to play more of an actual true wing spot yeah um and he's excited about that and you know another thing that hurley touched on that i didn't include on in this because it was already so long but um i felt like i could bring up was he talked about the difference in how much space on the floor they're able to cover where they put their arms out with their wingspan these guys that they have now versus the teams that they had in the past um it covers a lot more of the floor he said it's going to be a lot harder for opponents to just take the ball from coast to coast and get another bucket you know Mm -hmm. they're going to have a bit more that they're going to have to work through so i'm looking forward to seeing what they have in store too i i'm I'm excited. I'm very optimistic with what they have to offer. You know, the coaching staff, I feel like, is brand new from top to bottom. The team's almost brand new from top to bottom, but you have the same head coach. And, well, you know, I said before, I, I, don't, I didn't necessarily know if it was uh, Bobby Hurley or his assistant coaches who were struggling to develop the talent to the level that um, I felt like they should be reaching. But I felt like uh, they, they're... they're with this group, they they have the potential to get there again. And Hurley knows what it means to this program. I mean, he's the one who really brought them out of the slump. Yeah. So to see it all kind of take place with him still at the helm, but with all different cast and crew, for it to come together, I just it's exciting. Well, Hurley's just such a player's coach, and he always has been. He he, he gets the guys fired up. I mean, you see him on the sidelines. Yeah. He's he's so emotional. He's so invested and. Um, you know, he throws his little temper tantrums. I like to call him when he starts doing this with his hands and takes his coat off. He does better than I would do. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I just I, I really, really enjoy watching him as a coach and the criticisms. I understand them. But again, I think a lot of last year was bad luck and just kind of this team not ever getting settled. So um, with three guys returning kind of sinking into their leadership roles. I think Kamani's going to be a huge voice on this team. I think Jalen Graham's going to start to step up in a way bigger role. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see um, Bagley kind of play more of that 
three position because as we said yesterday, he was forced into the uh, stretch four almost. And even though he's six eight, he's he's more of a shooter. That's that, that's what he defines himself as. And I feel like he could never really get into rhythm last year consistently. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. This team's gonna have a completely new identity. Um, uh, and the the scrimmage is on what'd you say November first? Yeah. So the scrimmage is November first. It's a Monday. It'll be in the evening. I have confirmation from that from the uh, SID Doug over there. What up, Doug? Shout out to you if you're watching, which you're probably not. You have 50 things to do. <laughs> but anyways, um, November first. They don't have a time yet. Uh, it's still. There's still some logistical things they're working out in terms of getting officiating and stuff down. But it will be against St. Catharines, which if you don't know, they are from somewhere in Southern California. <laughs> not a big school. I'd be but, surprised if somebody knew that. <laughs> yeah, not a big school, but still. Uh, nonetheless, if you want to get out, see the Devils, see what they have to offer in the hoops realm. November 1st, one month from today, you can officially mark your calendars. And also, I got an email on my way into the office today that the men's hoop schedule is set. Um November I didn't 9th. really look too much into it. So I know November 9th is their first game, and I believe on the 24th they are competing in the Battle for Atlantis. Yep. Um, and they They're play- very excited about that, too. Bobby Hurley mentioned. I want to point this out. So his brother coaches at Connecticut. Yep. He's super excited. He's hoping for a Connecticut Sun Devils final so yep. he can spend it with his brother. He said that even if, like, no matter what, there's no other way he'd rather spend his holiday. Yeah. So he's super, well, super hoping if, for that. If they want that family reunion, they're going to have to get through Baylor, and Connecticut's win, also going to have to win. So... Um, Who knows? Maybe okay, not but, to be an asshole, but maybe they'll be spending Thanksgiving together, sitting in their hotel rooms. Oh, right. Sorry, I had to. You said that they both had to win. That's that's fair. That's fair. But Baylor's going to be a tough opponent. Um, you know, defending um their championship. So it's it, it, it's really fun. I'm really excited for this uh, Sun Devils basketball team. Um, because as I said, it, I think a lot of it was bad luck last year, and they were really heavily criticized. As I say so many times on the show, these are college students, guys. Like. Like I hate the I hate the harsh criticism. I understand the criticism of a coach and a program, but when you're when you're coming at guys for oh he's not invested, he doesn't care. Like you gotta remember these kids are nineteen to twenty two. Like they're 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 young kids. So. Were you yeah? Like honestly, were you invested in anything from nineteen to twenty two? I'm like, <laughs> was I? I try and think. I'm like, uh, uh, stupid things that didn't really matter. Yeah, I was. I was. Um, you're right. Speaking of stupid things that don't don't really matter, Brittany, you're writing columns on Go Pete. <laughs> Wow. I don't say this very often on air, but fuck you, Shane. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways, so bring, bring yeah, it, I am yeah, writing columns yeah. on air. And they are fantastic. The, the Sleeping Giant series, <laughs> the start of it was great. I'm really excited for part two, which well, is coming out. Well, part two out. just got finished today. Um, I wanted to sit down with somebody else besides myself because after looking at it for so long, I really couldn't, like, I couldn't differentiate certain things. They were just, words are blending together. Yeah. I can't tell. So I sat down with my mentor, Shane's mama, and he went. she went over with with me in depth um and so i'm super excited it should be up on the website later tonight for you all so be on the lookout for it um and again it's a multi-part series so don't think it's done after this this is just the tip of the iceberg uh we're really starting to dive into the the thick of things at the end of this one and going into next week's piece so yeah the 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 in-depth story that i'm really glad you chose that because that's such a it's it's such a story that line that everybody outside of asu loves to talk about and bring up and um it kind of gives you a a look into why it's happening and why yeah. it will probably continue to happen <laughs> if things don't change um so if you want to read that and more of our great content head over to gophnx.com get your first month for 50 cents or you can get an annual membership for 60 bucks and you get a free t-shirt speaking of t-shirts we just dropped a shirt you just dropped a shirt but um, no one cares about that buy one get one if you okay leah does but if it's buy one get one 50 off so 
here's where I'll go with that one. If you want to buy a Sun Devil shirt and then get a Wildcat shirt 50% off to make a TikTok and light it on fire, we'll th- put it on our show. So, <laughs> Or you could just get two ASU shirts. Or you could just buy a U of A one, light it on fire, make a TikTok or some sort of social media video and send it to us and we will air it. All right. Uh, head over to gophnx.com. If you want to check out more more merch, go to uh, uh, phnxlocker.com. Uh, there's some really cool stuff. Uh, we got a bunch of more shirts in the works. Uh, we just got a picture of all of the um, the merch getting sh- uh, sent out and packaged, so it's going to be shipping soon. So if you ordered stuff, it's coming. Um, and I'm yeah. really excited to start rocking it here uh, at PHNX. Join this family; it's super fun here. Um, and hit us up on the Discord because uh, the Discord is a uh, it's a little strange right now uh, in the Sun Devils Discord. Yeah, it's basically me like talking to myself. <laughs> I feel like but the best Discord's kind of fun. So join the best Discord. Um, but speaking of shirts. We didn't tell the people what our theme of the day was. We didn't. And it is October 1st. So we'll take a little bit of a moment to get a little bit more serious here for not too serious, but a little more serious. (laughs) Um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, folks, you know, make sure that you or your loved ones are getting checked for that. It's something that you can really easily detect and avoid. Um, Just it's 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 heartbreaking that so many people have suffered from this um, and not just breast cancer, but cancer overall. So, you know, I, I personally have lost an aunt to breast cancer in November 12th. It will be, uh, what's uh, five years. I can't do math. I was trying to think, mm-hmm. I was like, uh, anyways, and that's five why years. we're wearing pink. So that's why we're wearing pink. Um, so the theme today is breast cancer awareness month kicking off October. Um, we'll be having some less depressing <laughs> slash down more, themes more brevity yeah we have some themes. we have some great halloween brevity, costumes planned brevity. for you guys we already have two bangers that i'm super excited for yeah oh my god listen to this you're gonna love this so i have a group of friends um that are coming down and visiting for alumni weekend which is also the halloween weekend yeah and it's a group of six guys so we're like what's a group of six guys like costumes so we we're looking through like scooby-doo blah, blah blah and i was like dude what if we were either Mount Rushmore or the Founding Fathers. And, oh my God, and be so, the Founding Fathers! So we're going to be the Founding Fathers, but um, one, two guys might leave before, so we might have to audible to Mount Rushmore. And I'm thinking just like everyone is gray and we just huddle up next to each other the whole time and nobody can move past us and we're just a mountain of people. And we're all really big dudes. Like I'm a large man, I'm not going to lie. Look at me. I would... <laughs> I mean, you're a tall man. I don't know if I'd say you're a large man. I've got I've got a wide set shoulder. Shane, I'm pretty sure I could just like if I didn't have a walking boot and a I'm broken strong. ankle, I would like be able to run into you and knock you over like a freaking paperclip. That's just that's just wrong. I've got a wide base. Anyway, uh, let's talk about football. I don't know why. Never mind. I'm let's not going to talk go. about football. Let's talk about football. Speaking of wide bases, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. That man has a wide base. He's going to be hard for the Sun Devils to tackle. He practiced. Or I don't know if he practiced fully, but that he he's he's going to be good to go. Mm-hmm. All signs point to that. Um, I believe it was his left arm, a non-throwing arm injury. They finally released. I don't think they released what it was. Um, but they're ex- the Devils are expecting him to be a full go, um, which is unfortunate because it would be a, a lot easier game if they didn't have to worry about containing and tackling him. Um, as I mentioned yesterday, Herm summed it up the best by saying, you can't hope to stop him, you can only try to contain him. And that goes with um, not only like his how he plays, but literally containing him in the pocket. Um, so I, that is going to be, I think, the biggest key to the game is slowing DTR down. Well... Before we get to our keys of the game, uh-huh. Leah, throw up the graphic so we can do our keys of the game real quick. Oh, what? <laughs> I forgot what it is. I don't think we have <laughs> Hang that. On. I don't think we have oh, well, game. keys to the game. Anyways, 
keys to the game for me is definitely going to be uh, the penalties and turnovers. Both? Is that Both. one key or is that two keys? We're, we're going to mesh it into one key because yeah. I feel like Discipline. they kind of go inter- – they're, they're almost intertwined. Discipline. Yeah. Yeah, this team needs to play disciplined. Um, uh, as we were talking about last week, it wasn't a clean game, but it was cleaner. And in comparison to the first three games for the Sun Devil team, it was a lot better. Um, I believe it was seven penalties for 65 yards, I want to say. It was seven penalties for something. Yeah. I, obviously for something. That's but, a stupid statement, but, <laughs> but I don't know what. But that, that was a huge step in the right direction. Um, and if, you, if, if this Sun Devil team wants to beat uh, UCLA team yeah, at the Rose Bowl, they're gonna have to play discipline. And I, I think the biggest, I think my biggest key, which kind of goes into yours, is don't get intimidated. This team cannot get intimidated mm-hmm. because they're playing in a hostile environment, and it's just gonna be, it's gonna be as as hostile, if not more, than it was in, in Provo. Um, the Rose Bowl is loud. It's intimidating, especially for these young guys. Um, they have ve- they have veteran leadership on this team, but man, it, it I can't imagine playing. In the Rose Bowl, as as a, as an away team, um, I okay. So two things: one, from a fan perspective, I really did not like going to the Rose Bowl. Well, it's outdated. It's um, not were, not that not that it wasn't that okay. it wasn't that. So like I've I've tailgated at USC and UCLA, and I got to give the 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 upper hand to USC. So this has nothing to do with the game. It's just about the Rose Bowl. Um, yeah, I, you just started talking about the Rose Bowl That's and the fair. atmosphere, and all I could think about was like. When I went, like, yeah, I had fun, yeah. but like not like because of the game or because of tailgating. <laughs> I had fun because I was being an idiot with my friends. Like And that's I had what football is. I was about. drunk and like stumbling around a golf course somewhere after I got the person I was with got so angry and heated they were about to physically fight someone at the game, so we had to leave. Um so yeah, I didn't get to see the ending of that game, but you know, I just I've had I had a much more um like I just feel like the the game day experience at USC is better. Not related to, related to it though. Okay. Uh, DTR, with his shoulder injury, do you think that because ASU knows he's a little banged up, and that he's not at a hundred percent, that they start going for him harder? So the thing with him is he is so elusive, and when you when you commit to to blitzing five or six guys one your coverage is softer downfield um so they have to play a tampa two or a more shell defense um and the dns can't pressure as much but if you're committing to blitzing and going after him and making sure he doesn't have enough time that leaves the, that that's how he busts out for 20 plus yard runs so i don't think that would be in their best interest i i think the game plan uh, this this is at least what i would envision they, the Sun Devils are going to do to start the game. They're going to kind of test, maybe send five, six guys sometimes, but for the most part, probably just send four, maybe send three, drop back into coverage because the secondary for this ASU team has been so good that like top in the nation, like top 10 or whatever it is, like allowing 110 yards or something through the air only. And I mean, Dorian isn't known for beating you with his arm. It's his legs that are, is the X factor. So mm-hmm. I think it would be a mistake to try to come at him. Even though he's banged up, I think it would be a mistake to try to come at him and force him out of the pocket because you want him to stay in there. Well, not to force him out of the pocket, but w- when they do pressure him, right? Yeah. So let's say you have three that pressure the quarterback and one of them gets through a little late, almost looks like he's going to get the pass. 
like batted down, has his arm up, right? You think they tell him like slam that arm down as hard as you freaking can into Dorian Thompson Robertson's well, it's his, left it, arm? It, yeah, well, yeah. I, I, left shoulder? No, just I, slam it down I, into that area I, trying I to block it? I don't think so. I mean, hey, you never know. I, I mean. No, I, I I don't think injuring him is a part of the game. It's plan. not injuring him. You're shaking him up and he already was injured and I now mean, he has a stinger. I mean, I mean, rattling him uh, with pressure, I think would do more, if not the same amount. Um, but uh, again, I don't think that's the best game plan to attack no, probably him. Probably not. I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. But yeah, I think I, I think the Devils would be smart to sit back into coverage, make him throw, and almost always have a spy on him. Because I mean, Darian Butler, if he is the spy on him and he drops back, or even Merlin Robertson, if he drops back and just is the spy and watches him, I don't see him. Um, he 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 can break tackles, but I don't see him breaking a Darian Butler tackle. Yeah. Now, also switching gears though to offense, how mm-hmm. do you see ASU offensively attacking this game? Because offensively for Arizona State, I think you're going to see them initially start trying to pass more and then do the ground game because they know UCLA has a really strong. Run defense, yeah. Yes, and so I, I really feel like they're going to try to attack the air and find some openings. Um, one of the things Jalen or Jaden talked about, damn J names, they all sound <laughs> the same. Um, one of the things Jaden talked about was the chemistry with his receivers, how it's improved throughout time. You know, it's coming with the the increase in the games. And so, you know, I, I think it will be, one, coming down on the, the receivers have to step up. Because if he throws the ball to them and it's a catchable ball and they just straight up drop it or don't catch it, don't even get close, like that's on them. Um, and people are not going to be happy. And it's going to uh, it's going to be a glaring issue leading into some other games. But really, I think that they're going to try to attack the passing game and then start trying to run the ball after when they have things a bit more opened up and a bit looser. So that way it creates some openings um, because other than that, UCLA does have, like we said, a very strong run defense. Um, Also, I'm interested to see if special teams plays a factor at all in this game. And I don't mean as in errors. Um, I mean, as if it comes down to like, uh, well, I guess I should say when I say errors, I mean like fumbles, like we saw with the BYU game where they, uh, Gordon Porter fumbled it right out of out of the end zone, yeah. um, but but I want to know how much it's going to come down to special teams plays, like you know, um, a really big. Uh, well, before punt. we get into that, let, let's 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 go back to offense because advantage ASU in the air on both sides of the ball. You're right to say that yes. they're going to attack, but the interesting thing would be it, it, once they get into a groove because the receivers are going to be open. That's going to yeah. happen. Uh, UCLA gives up almost 300 yards a game. I think more than 300 yards passing uh, per game this year, which is just. Egregious. It's yeah, terrible. Um, I actually want to say it's closer to like 360. I think it's 330 was the was Something the like that. But yeah, it was a lot because I was yeah. sitting down too and looking at so, statistics So yesterday. once that, once once the game plan, or the game plan is going to start with the pass, but once that starts working and the offense starts clicking, if it ever does, um, and, and Jaden starts dialing it in, the receivers are getting open, that's when I'm going to be interested to see if they get a lead early or if they decide to start running the ball more because I think the biggest mistake that ASU could make if they get off to a hot start is a 17 or 7 nothing start 10 nothing maybe even a 14 nothing start to start running the ball in the first half mm-hmm. like heavily uh, definitely utilize chip coming back definitely utilize Rashad White like I'm not saying don't do that but a mistake would be to be play play passive on the road you should never play passive on the road even with a lead and I'm really interested to see especially because of Herm Edwards and how he's coached in the past if he decides that he wants to start running the ball early. And I think running the ball early 
can also mean you're running the ball too early if you're in the first half still. So dialing back the the conservativeness and kind of turning up the the gas on the passing game, it's going to be interesting to see if Jaden has more than 30, 35 passing attempts this game. Uh, I think, quite honestly, I don't really know if he'll need to. Uh, I mean, he might. <laughs> I, th- I think I think I think he'll need to win this game. I think I think he's gonna. Need I to guess I'm thinking I'm game. thinking around like 35. I don't think he'll have more than 35 pa- completed oh, like, or pass attempts, but yeah. I think that that's where he'll end up somewhere in there. But all right, are you ready to roll into our Pac-12 picks of the week? Let's do it. All right, so since we're already breaking down uh, the Arizona State at number 20 UCLA game, we will start with that as our pick of the week, despite the fact it is the final game on the schedule of the night for the Pac-12. We'll end. With that one. What, do you want to work your way from the back up? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so we'll start with the last game and we'll work our way back up. So Arizona State at UCLA, ranked number 20, 7.30 p.m. kickoff time. You know, Herm already talked about how they have a struggle playing in L.A., you know, keeping the boys focused. A lot of them are from there. There's a lot of outside distractions. Um, and, you know, UCLA comes into this game following that win over Stanford. But the upset that they suffered against Fresno State where it was a loss, meanwhile, ASU is coming in over with the win over Colorado, but the upset against BYU. So, you know, both of them are going to be hungry for a win. They're both going to be needing a win at 3-1 and one going into this game. None of them want to have two losses going into the mid, midway point of the season. But um, Give me ASU money line. DraftKings pick of the week. All AS, right. ASU money line. So Shane takes ASU for the money line, but you know what? I, I'm going with UCLA in this one. Really? I am. Why? Sorry, Devil fans, but, um, you know, after watching – last year how or not last year i'm sorry two years ago how things kind of unfolded and um you know just where i just don't think they're gonna go down 17 nothing like two years ago i don't think they're gonna go down 17 nothing either but you know i look at this game and i look at the matchup and it's a good matchup but the way that asu has fared in close games and the struggles they've had against california teams and especially on the road and then also to factor in some of the other issues with penalties and um, turnovers. I just I don't have enough confidence in the team being able to put all of these together into one beautifully wrapped package and get, putting I, it on the field. I get what you're saying. Now, I could be wrong with my pick. I think in them. you are. Okay. And <laughs> I will gladly eat my words, and I'm putting that out there now. But, um, you know, just if I'm being 100% honest, because this is for people who do have intentions of betting on the yeah. game and not just picking with my heart and soul, but picking with my actual mind. Um, I, uh, well, I, I, it's I, hard. I, it's hard for me. It's as, hard for me to actually pick ASU in this one. As as your, as your betting guy, the, if I didn't go to ASU and I wasn't on the Sun Devils podcast, I would 100% take ASU in this game. A lot of the sharps are on this game because of the matchups we talked about earlier, because ASU fares well through the air on both sides of the ball. And I think they're only hurdle they have to clear is is DTR and I think if they can d- contain him the three and a half point underdog turns into a money line fave so giving that money line it's juicy it's plus money that's my DraftKings pick of the week if you want to gamble with us download that DraftKings Sportsbook app use promo code PHNX get your $150 in free bets when you place just one or more dollar on any football game that can be college football on Saturday it could be Sunday NFL um, but download it. It's super easy to use. We, lo- we love it here. So, uh, yeah, download the app. Use that code PHNX. Get you some sweet, sweet winnings. Um, next game, what do we got? All right. So after that, we – well, I should say before that, yeah. Washington State – or not Washington State. Let me get this right because I can't read. I'm a little dyslexic. Washington at Oregon State at 6 p.m. 
You know, both teams are coming into this game off of a win, but very different circumstances for that win. Washington narrowly edged out Cal last week in overtime. Meanwhile, the Beavers had a huge upset win over USC, so they are riding super high with uh, defeating the Trojans. It's really hard to say who's going to come out on top in this game. That's who I went with as well because I feel like they have more of the momentum, but it is close. I just updated this at about 2.45, so you know, an hour and a half ago. At that point, Oregon State was a one and a half point favorite. Total for the game is set at 57. Washington is uh, seven. Wow. plus 100. Oregon State's minus 120. Yeah, I like the under in that game too, but that's not what we're going with. Let, let's let's breeze through these because we got, I got some videos to show you. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. We're going, we're going. Yeah, let's do uh, it. Washington State at Cal. We only have five games this week, so we're okay. already halfway through. All right, cool. Washington State at Cal, kickoff at 2.30. You know, things have been somewhat of a nightmare for Washington State. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm very sorry. I know you and I both have, uh, well, your affinity for the group yeah. is a little different than mine, but... Um, you well, know, they just started off the season in, in such, with such a bad taste in their mouth, using to, losing to a Utah State team that scored in the last couple seconds of the game. Yeah, um, but then you know you watch what they did against USC, and it, it wasn't like it was any better. They, they had they, they went up fourteen nothing and let USC come back. And they score just don't have a Mike Leach offense anymore, and they think they do. I really severely miss Mike Leach. Yeah, I loved Mike Leach. He yeah. was one of my favorite people ever, like to watch do press conferences, and I just miss him being in the Pac-12. But anyways, that's not what we're talking about. Cal's coming into this game after, like I said, driving that close one to Washington in overtime. They're going to be hungry for a win. This Cal team has been close in a couple different instances, but just hasn't been able to get the job done. You know, Nevada, TCU, Washington. I really, really think in this game, there should be nothing stopping them from pulling out the win, especially with their solid defense that they have against a Washington State team who struggles to produce anything offensively. What's the line on this one? Um, So, uh, money line, Washington State plus 245, Cal minus 310. Do you know what the spread is? Seven and a half, Cal. That's a tough one. Yeah, I'll, I'll just pick Cal outright. Total is 53 and a half. I'll just pick Cal outright. I think they win this game pretty easily. I don't know if they cover. It might just be a seven-point game. We never know what happens. I don't see this covering. You really? No, I don't think this covers. I would pick. I would take the spread. I don't see this covering, and I would take the money line. Like No, covering, I mean, like I don't think Cal wins by more than seven and a half points. That's what I'm saying. I think Cal wins by more than seven and a half points, but I don't think... The over-under? Yeah, with the total. I don't think they break 53. You think it goes under? Gotcha. Um, okay, next game. Okay, after that, or before that, number three, Oregon at Stanford. 12.30 p.m. kickoff time. Stanford on a roll lately. You know, they, they had a, a rough start to Who the cares? season, but they're on a roll. Give me the Ducks the all Ducks, day. The Ducks, though, they have been absolutely so unstoppable. Really lights Just out. Just a fun team to watch. Just a fun team to watch. Since that Oregon State game. So, looks like we both have Oregon. Um, that was an easy one. Yeah. And, First game of the day, starting things off tomorrow, will be USC at Colorado, 11 a.m. kickoff. Things Ugh. might not be sunny in Southern California, Ugh. but they are definitely brighter than they are in Boulder. I mean, Boulder's offense can't, Boulder's offense is a boulder. It cannot get rolling. They cannot yeah. do anything. They have been struggling. Nice one. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, it, and even with USC and all of the struggles and, 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 and the turmoil surrounding their program, yeah. I still think that they're going to be able to turmoil. Jeez, that's a, that's a good word to describe it, I guess. It is turmoil. Yeah, it Man, is you got bad. a head coach that got fired. Yeah, Your starting no. quarterbacks hurt. You yeah. have a different quarterback in that looked like he was just going to like completely Slovis boot is the back, other one. Though. Slovis is back. So, I mean, there's a lot of crazy what's stuff the, going on. What's the line on. on this? The line on this game is Colorado plus 245, USC minus 310. And the spread, I mean, you uh, USC by seven and a half, seven and a half again, yeah. And th- I think USC wins this game pretty convincingly. Oh I think, yeah, I think, I think they pissed. do too. 
I think they're pissed. Um, all right, those are our Pac-12 picks of the week. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, use that promo code PHNX. Yeah, and do it. now it is time do for it, some do fun. Do it, do it, This is a segment we will be doing every Friday. We will. Be, we don't have a title for this yet. I'm still thinking of something. Um, but right now, we'll just call it this week on the internet. We're going to review some stuff that I saw on Why Twitter. Why don't we just call it that always? This week we'll on the, the mic internet. Uh, I like it. Uh, so this, these are some things I saw on TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Um, we'll go with, um, give me the spinning monkey first. Isn't that fun? Okay, get it, get it, get it. I see you, I see you. I love that video. But I just want to know what's going through their heads when they're doing that. Like, like monkey splash, monkey spin. You know, like what, what's happening? Okay, have you ever like, you know when there's running water and you kind of just like put your hand under a fountain and it feels fun when it like drips over your hands? Uh-huh. And like, or like at the water park when you put your hand down on the ride and the yeah. water. Yeah. It's like the same thing. I feel like he's doing that. He's like, hey. But why is he spinning? I just want to know, like, how did because he can. Bitch. When does when does Monkey learn to spin? Monkey learns to spin when he watches dance. Monkey dance. <laughs> All right, on the internet, I don't um, know, YouTube. People come and show them stuff. They're like, hey. Look. So producer Leah brought this to my attention. I didn't know what this was um, when we were kind of thinking of things to put on this. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Um, so this guy comes back home from college, or this this girl comes to visit his bo- her boyfriend at college, and uh, his reaction got the internet really mad. So. Um, play this um, and I want to know what your reaction is um, to this so she walks in and he, he's sitting with two other girls I think and just look how he reacts like I hadn't seen her in a while well, you know I mean t- yeah t- dude, that is bizarre okay well look at the girl in the end she doesn't even turn her phone down isn't that weird two things I think for starters weird. no for starters I have two phones don't okay. hate on motherfuckers with two phones okay also, sorry, mom. I just said F for the second time. I know you hate that. Um, two, yeah, that's weird. Okay. Um, the girl probably didn't put her phone down because she knows it's weird. And she's like, oh, shit. This is a super uncomfortable situation. The guy just looked like he was caught. I don't want to be here. I don't know what's... Okay, but she does, She might not be the one. It might be the girl in between them. And she's yeah. just like, I just, ooh, I'm just with my friend. Shit's about to get juicy. And yeah. I am just here. I'm on my phone. Don't even, Don't look at me. I don't know who this is. Don't look at me. So personal, I don't exist. Personally, I need more information to, to pass judgment. I need to know how long, um, they, how long, they've, been da- how long they've been dating. That means so much. Okay, if they've been dating I, for like no. two months, then who cares? But I don't. Okay. So this is just me. Men suck. Okay. No offense to you, Shane. But personally, I'm on a thing where I like don't I'm trust. On the, I'm on actually on the council of men. So I take offense. Okay. Well, you can take offense. <laughs> but but also relay this to the council of men that I've... Uh, there has been one man ever in the d- relation of time since I've been talking to people who has not cheated on me. All right. So I have zero. How did we like, get here? Because we watched this and this dude was clearly know, cheating know, on his I know, girfriend. I know, I know. Just, so I like also think that men are just absolute shit, but I don't trust them. Speaking of shit, pull up the Jalen Hurts tweet. Okay. But anyways, I don't trust men. So that's where we're at. So did you see this? You take a deuce. You don't sit there and look at it you flush it and move on we're gonna flush it and move on after after the eagles lost to the cowboys he described the game as taking a dump and he's like 
we're gonna move past it. We don't. You don't look at a shit after you take it. You flush it. What do you think of that analogy? All I can, all I can think of is Lamar Jackson trying. Oh my to god! The There's a trying to take a shit. I know. I we, we I brought that up on our on our betting show. I asked Johnny what he thought the odds would be that he'd have another diarrhea um, game, and he said plus twenty thousand. And I agree. That's pretty good odds. But honestly, I mean, I don't really have anything to say. I think it's a good analogy. I like his analogy. He got roasted, but I thought it was a good analogy. I mean. Really though, you flush it, you move on. Like you mm-hmm. take shit, you don't dwell on it. What do you do? Like you go around and tell people, like, I mean, yeah, well, maybe in some cases you might go around and be like, okay. bro, all right, all right, all bro. Right, all right, but no, right. for the most part, like you move on. It's not something that you dwell on. You know all what right. I'm saying? So Spe- like, I get it. It makes sense. Speaking of betting and uh, and Lamar Jackson taking a doo doo, um, bring up Johnny. Um, this this. This went viral amongst us. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that last night. Isn't that night. just disappointing? Like, more than anything, it's it's kind of funny, but it's almost sad. Um, What even is he supposed to be trying so to do? So this was his defense. Chug a beer? Yeah, so this was his defense. And why is his hand so on listen, his... Why is listen, he gripping listen. his chin? This is his defense. He says he's doing that because he, he doesn't want to spill on his new DraftKings shirt, and it makes a little bit of sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. He literally looks like... It looks like you could put... If you could somehow just block out everything but like a little circle surrounding his head and his hands, it looks like somebody else's hand is like forcing his head there, and somebody else's hand is pouring the beer into his mouth, and he's like fighting... So hard trying not it to drink like, this beer. It looks like he's throwing up back into the course. Yeah, dude. And instead he's like, no, this is just the way I'm Hey, don't feeling. don't do don't do that, Johnny boys. Johnny, you need to step your chug <laughs> game up, buddy. Come on now. All right, this is the last one, and this is one of my favorite things I've seen in so long. Um, this is a TikTok that I saw last night. Um, I can't really explain it. We just have to watch. So go ahead and play. Every human being that you don't know on a personal level is not real. They're all NPCs and you can say whatever you want to them. Watch this. Hey, how's it going? Just here to drop off coupons. Perfect. Sweet. Did you hear the big news? What's the news? Danny DeVito got an OnlyFans account. He did not. Yeah. 20, he makes so much money. $25 a month. I'll tell you right now, it is worth the money. Is it really? Oh, that man is short and thick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a good Monday night, huh? It's 11.30 in the morning, on a Thursday. I didn't, give him, I didn't even give him coupons. Give him the instruction manual to my vacuum. <laughs> I thought but, the Danny DeVito part was funnier. The end was just fucking dumb. Dude, no, but but because you missed what he said. He said, all right, have a good Monday night. And then he comes out, he says, it's I th- heard that. You don't think that's funny? I think that's fucking hilarious. No, there's a lot of other funny things. Like, I thought the Danny DeVito thing was just a lot, like, I think it's not fucking real, but it'd be so much funnier if Danny DeVito made an OnlyFans. Can you picture Danny DeVito laid out his little short ass body on this table in his p- underwear, like doing an OnlyFans photo shoot? That is ap- like that is what makes me laugh because it's so gross. It's actually laughable. But yes, that. that's what's funny. I need to pick out the TikToks. Except my one TikTok got vetoed because it was a girl who found okay, out her all right. professor was the so one that Thank you so much for joining on. us on this Friday fun day. I can describe day. that. Don't cut me off. Come Thank on. you so much for joining us <laughs> on this Friday fun day. Brittany Boy, everybody. Shane Diefenbach here. Well, PHNX we'll Sun ya. Devil Show. Oh, wait, wait. Before we go, tomorrow, live, right after, after the show. Right after the game. Five minutes after. Join us. It's going to we'll be, be uh, hopefully re- it'll be a fun one. Hopefully it'll be happy. Recouping with our thoughts. We'll see whose pick comes out on top. Yeah. But anyways. 
Well, uh, yeah, we'll see you tomorrow night. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Check your tatas for lumps. Go to gophnx.com, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks, Sun Devils. Peace.